This is Connecting the World. This interview series is sponsored by Rehan Foundation and Institute of Peace. And today my guest is Eva. Eva is from California and she is working on green planet. You know, she's working on environment. Uh, she's working uh, to make our world more green, more beautiful and more beneficiary for us. So... Today she's sharing sharing screen with us. I'm very glad. So now and today we are learned a lots of things from her, and definitely we are knowing about her struggle about this because in this advance and and you know in this era here is a lots of thing we are doing in our in with our environment to destroying this. Uh, using plastic, burning garbage, and etc. 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 So I think so. It's time to uh, introduction of Eva. Okay, it's your time. Please introduce yourself, Eva. Well, it's such a pleasure to meet you. It's so nice to connect all the way across the world like this. So thank you for this opportunity. I have been working for on researching solutions, you know, how could we best utilize our water? How could we recycle our water? How can we utilize um, plastics and recycle and how to grow our own food and how to do that the most efficiently? And I have a, a, a series on, on our website. It's um, green-places.org. Okay, my question. It's a very typical, but it's necessary because we are going to start your introduction. Here is a lots of subjects. Here is a lots of you know research fields. So why you choose the field of environment for the water recycling, for uh, saving the natural resources? So why you choose a very difficult task? You know, everybody has a blame on you. Uh, we are using water because we need it. We are using water to wash it. Something like, uh, so it, it is very, you know, it is very uh, clumsy and very uh, conflicted topic you are, you are selecting from, your, from you Absolutely. as a profession. So and I appreciate it because the, what I've discovered actually is I've changed my plumbing and the water from my shower, from the bathroom, not from the toilet, <laughs> from the sink and from the, even the kitchen sink, I put it into the plants. I have a garden and they thrive. They love that water. So the only water that we need to dispose of is the sewage that, you know, that we go to the bathroom in. We don't want to necessarily put that directly in the garden, although there are methods to composting that too. But there, there's ways to use our water, not just for washing ourselves. We could wash ourselves. We could wash ourselves as you know, well, and then grow food 
and grow resources with that water on top of it and recycle it. So I have a lot of uh, features in the, in the documentary that show um, systems where they have filtration where they go from, you know, the stinky water from the kitchen, which starts to smell after a while, you know, but they filter it through a whole system, through the plumbing, and they, they, they have a whole village in, um, in Israel, an eco-village there, that they, they use that, and it's, it's really great. It's, it's really a fantastic idea, and I just want to teach people how to utilize that and, you know, hopefully share as much knowledge as possible. We're all in this together, you know? It's one planet. We're all in this together, and we have to make the best of the resources that we have. Yes, and I really appreciate it to you because you are, first of all, you just apply the all uh, terms and conditions with, the, with you, and you are uh, following these, uh, like you, your kitchen water going to be your garden for growing the crops, for, grow, for growing the vegetables as, as you are needed, your home need. So uh, I just suggest you, I just request you, please suggest any, uh, any five to six things for, a, a, for any or every woman who's are working in a kitchen, uh, how the lady uh, trying to save a water during her domestic work? Well, there's a lot that we could do. I mean, one thing that I've learned to uh, reduce land uh, waste is to um, compost, which is very important because you could take all of your food scraps and you could put that into a, a separate bin and that decomposes and creates rich soil for your garden. So that's something that is number one that I think is very important. Um, you know, we could recycle the water that comes from our shower, our, uh, laundry, all, all of that. We could put back into our land, which create, you know, the more greenery that you create, creates a microclimate, which changes the, 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 the weather around us, actually. You know, the more greenery that we grow creates a microclimate. And, and even if it's a very hot area, the more lush it is with greenery the the cooler you will feel so and um even food scraps uh, you know i've i've taught lect lectures about food scraps that you could buy vegetables from the grocery store from the market and there are specific ways of cutting them that you could get it to grow back or you know i've, I've taken a tiny tomato um this tomato right here actually <laughs> And um, I created uh, 30, 30 tomato plants that I shared with my community. And um, they thrived quite well. And this is the last, you know, the season's over. So this is the last uh, of the tomatoes. But it only took one from the grocery store to grow tons of tomato bushes throughout my community that I got to share with my neighbors. And if we all do small acts of caring, you know, just like that, just share seeds and share crops and be there for each other, you know, as women, I think the most important thing is um, emotional support and social support. I think that's critical too. So be there for each other and 
try try to learn as we go along. You know, I've, I've recently learned that I really don't need to put all my vegetables in separate plastic bags. I could just throw them in the cart and wash them when I get home. <laughs> so it's all, it's all, it's cultural, obviously. I don't know exactly how you shop for your vegetables in Pakistan. I would love to learn, but we do, we do consume a lot of plastic and we have to figure out ways collectively how to, how to lower that consumption. Oh, that's, that's cool. Oh, that's a very easy thing. And oh my God, I like the tomato size as well as you are growing in your backyard. That is amazing. Oh, I think this is a very unique way. Uh, you just get the things, get the fruits uh, without any, any pesticide spray without any, you know, chemicals sprays over there. So this is a very good thing. I think this is a one yeah. step toward our healthy food, healthy uh, things that we eat. This is very amusing. Thing. Okay. Um, you know, environment, you are the environmental activist. So first of all, uh, as you are an interview here, what thing you do? for uh, saving our environment, for, uh, you know, for recycling things, and how we can follow you? Well, first of all, you know, I've been trying to research as much as possible to see what we could do as individuals and how we could save our environment. But what it really comes down to is political. It gets political. Because if we allow our corporations to run wild and just continue to wrap everything in plastic, it's really hard to avoid the products that we need. So, you know, we need to we need to push forward politically, I believe, personally, to, to, to have corporations take responsibility to package their products better so that we as consumers can continue to consume their products but in a more sustainable fashion because it's, it's hard to tell everybody to just stop <laughs> using the, the things that they use on a daily basis. But I think there's a better way that we could do it. And, and right now with coronavirus, it's actually been hard because a lot of things are wrapped in plastic more, you know, you know, we've had stores that you just go in and buy things in bulk and now it's wrapped in plastic to, to avoid the virus. So it's it's tough it's 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 a tough time right now but i think that that there i i mean i've i've known of uh, alternatives there's um uh hemp based alternatives there's um they've made um mushroom based um alternatives to packaging so, so i you know i have hopes that they'll start to utilize that more and more and We'll, we won't have to worry about the, the waste as much. But I think removing our food is important from that, for, in that concept, you know, because um, food contributes to a lot of the methane production. So just the simple act of composting your food is it could make a, a drastic difference in, in the amount of methane that we release into the environment. So I think that's really important. True, it's very important. 
and yes it's it's correct it is it is based on reality after the pandemic after the lockdown after the corona virus things uh, we are using more plastic to cover the things we are using more uh, disposable mask because this is also the garbage source because we are using one time a uh, one mask so it's necessary to discard it um have you have you and your companies planning for recycling the things like uh like the mask wastage mask like the other things uh that we are using for the coffee cup oh, you know another for other example of the other you know we are going to be shopping and someone is packing the vegetables in a in a polythene bags as well as wrapping with the plastic sheet at all mm-hmm. so how we can uh, you know recycling the things that will not destroying our environment well currently i'm i'm using fabric masks and and i just wash it and um as far as vegetables shopping for vegetables go it was kind of strange when i first started doing it because it wasn't popular i would just throw everything in a basket together and have it weigh them out and just wash it when i got home <laughs> because i figured there were so many hands touching it from the farm to the truck to everywhere else that for me to put it in a plastic bag and pretend that it's sterile from that point forward is just kind of silly you know i just put it straight in the shopping cart and i wash it when i get home and i cook it to make sure that the you know any viruses or bacteria are out of it or make sure that it's clean but other than that um you know the 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 main plastics that we use i mean there there's a huge initiative in california for recycling so they encourage us to bring our bags back and they they've made the bags a lot thicker and they charge us for the bags so it's not free anymore so it's created a huge incentive for people to to buy it but it's really up to the companies like we really have to reach out to the companies that are producing it because they're the manufacturers of this trash and it's it's really hard to tell the consumer that they're the ones responsible for buying the trash when there's somebody making it so i think that the people making it really need to come up with a solid response on how to take care of it and there are all are alternatives i mean there's vegetables based you know there's all different kinds of inventions every single day it they they cost more but i think it's worth it when it comes down to our planet okay i just i'm just going to change the direction of the interview so i'm just coming uh, toward you personally your questions oh um, as a lady how much is difficult to you to convey this message toward your society uh, that you are working on environment and in this era nobody's considered nobody's bothering what is environment because uh, you know we are just focusing on the two to three things one is money second is standard and the third one is our luxurious life so we are stuck for the three things absolutely and that that's so uh, as a yeah. lady as a lady 
that's why I think it's very important that we reach out to the to the people that are responsible. I mean, it really has to take a political stance because there are a lot of ladies that are getting ahead politically. And I think that it's going to be important for us to take a stand against the, the production of all this trash. And we're going to have to, I mean, it, it, it's all down to the corporations. As an individual, you could do a lot, but you you know if if all your neighbors are still participating and you can't change their mind then it's going to be really hard to make a huge change so we, you know we have to push forward and really really um you know as a lady in the past i don't know how many years but i, I you know i've been a part of organizing some local protests I um I helped organize the march against Monsanto locally and you know a lot of my peers thought it didn't even make a difference but I think it made a huge difference because we have a much better selection of organic foods at this point we have a lot of companies that are labeling um that they're non-gmo the, you know the the companies that are gmo aren't necessarily labeling that they are gmo but the the, the other companies that that are non-gmo they are labeling so i think that's progress and that stands so at least we can make the conscious decision whether we want to consume organic food or whether we want to buy the food that's been genetically modified with pesticides and herbicides and, and all of that Now I'm going to be uh, come out the effect. Uh, what is the effects on our environment, on our body, if we are not going to change our living style? What what thing will happen when we are not thinking about our environment? We are not stopping uh, make lots of garbage we are waste a lots of water for the domestic matters in the morning we are we are brush our teeth but tabs are open and water is going down so uh, what dangerous thing is happening if we are not bothering and if we'll not we will not change our living style I think if, you know, right now, if we pollute our waters any further, we're going to lose our reefs, which are very critical. We need to maintain our ocean. Our ocean provides a third of our oxygen supply. So we, we definitely need to work on rehabilitating the ocean and maintaining um, it. I think as human beings, you know, we are very capable. I think if we really come together and we focus all our energy on making this planet a better place, I think it will happen very, very quickly. I think we're very, very capable of it. But I'm, you know, it, it's, it's going to take some, you know, attention. People really have to take notice and they really have to apply their minds to, to, to what they want to leave behind in their legacy. You know, life is very short compared to how how old our planet is. Our planet has been around for a very long time. And we're in a very magical, magical uh, part of it because 
we we just got the internet we just got computers we just got iphones i mean i could never talk to you in pakistan when i was growing up as a child that was not possible at all so this is a really amazing kind of magical moment to be able to share and so i think that hopefully that'll inspire us to work together on solutions and to find solutions and not patent those solutions and keep them away from each other but to share solutions so that we could all benefit from things that make sense and work towards a better planet. We can't survive if this planet, we don't have another planet to go to. I mean, I know there's some exploration on Mars, but as far as I know, it's not, it's not inhabitable. This is the only planet we have. So whatever everybody else's priorities are, they have to realign because this is it. There's no plan B, no planet B. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, my question is about personally, um, your routine. So what's your routine? How could you manage your things, your work, your domestic matters, your very sensitive topic? So how could you manage your time? And definitely you have some life you have some friend circles as well you have some family circles as well so um, have you enough time to uh, get together uh, with your friends with your family or you know you just need to uh, wait for any holidays you just need to any events to meet with them it's really hard right now actually you know we have a lot of restrictions here so my family doesn't want to fly necessarily. I mean, I have family all over. I live in California. I have family in New York. I have a sister in New Mexico. I have a sister in New Jersey. I have family in Poland. I have family in Israel. I have family all over the place. So it's, 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 a, it's a tough time not to be able to fly and visit everybody, you know. But um, I think, you know, I've been working on this for, for a long time. And I think with the coronavirus, people are starting to actually take me more seriously and actually understand it more to, to, to realize that, you know, when, when the pandemic first hit, I mean, everybody hit the grocery stores and it was, it was kind of chaos. And, you know, now they realize that you, you have to prepare and, you know, you have to be able to sustain yourself because God forbid, you know, right now we're, we're in a, we're in a tough spot with these new elections. And, you know, we've had riots recently and in, in LA, we've had riots in, in a lot of major cities and there's a lot of boarded up stores. So even here in San Diego, there, there was a riot and they boarded up some of the local stores that I, that I uh, used to go to. So you have to, you have to prepare for that, you know? So it's, it's tough. It's a tough time. And, you know, we got to do the best that we can to educate each other with as much information and knowledge as possible so that we could all get through it healthy and, and better on the other side. Hopefully things will uh, better very soon. And, uh, you know, I know it's a very tough time, but uh, very soon, very soon, things will come back. Things will uh, settle uh, as the previous is working. We are traveling. We are moving. Uh, 
we are enjoying our uh, events so uh, in california culture uh, you know which type of food you like which type of uh, you know uh, event you want to attend if is it cultural event if is it the religious event so which type of event you would you you would love to attend what kind of event honestly i just i miss hanging out with my friends <laughs> i miss any kind of a uh, social socialization at this point our governors being strict you know it's um it's kind of on thin ice on 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 how how much people comply with the with the orders i don't know if you've heard of um in california they only want three households to meet at a time they want us to stay six feet apart only meet outdoors um only come inside to use the bathroom i mean there's i mean i thought it was a joke when i first saw it on the internet because i don't really watch the news so much and then when i really saw it i was like wow that's that's it that's pretty intense but you know whatever we could do to to stop this virus from killing more people i guess it's positive and um you know it, I wear I wear a mask but I try to just stay home at this point. I'm homeschooling my son, you know. I'm trying to grow vegetables even though it's starting to get cold in the mountains and <laughs> it's it's getting hard. We had like snow yesterday. It's November, which is not it's not normal. But we, you know, we all got to do our best and I think that the more the, the best thing I I find about social networking are the groups that if you're really interested in something, you know, whether it's um gardening or permaculture or natural cures or anything, there's groups that you could you could ask questions and you have a hundred people respond and then you find an answer because you when 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 <laughs> a lot of people tell you the same thing, it's likely that that's the answer. <laughs> so it's a it's good to have this whole network of support and we're all learning as we go along so i think that's the most important thing is to be open to learn new strategies and to um support each other and learn from each other as we go along that's true um no i we are facing little bit uh, restriction i know and that's why you are <laughs> you are not social <laughs> Okay. Uh, you are a foodie person, or are you? How's the restrictions person? in Pakistan? The same like this. Uh, you know, all um, <clears throat> all marriage halls are oh, wow. closed, and uh, all uh, you know the market things and you know the malls for the shopping things. Uh, except grocery and and the medical stores except these two, two things uh, the all markets are restricted for the few of time that they will be open for the few hours in a day and uh, before 7 pm all market should be shut down here wow so here is here uh, is a bit hard wow that's that's incredible It's interesting to see how how different countries are. Because it's important. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm just asking about your are you a foodie person or are you a choosy person? 
Um, kind of a little bit of both. Yeah, I, you know, ever since I saw how animals are treated, you know, in our meat market, I, I've, I've been boycotting that. I don't eat a lot of meat because I don't, I don't want to support that. I, I think about it all the time, so I just don't, I don't want to support that. So I, I guess that makes me choosy in that sense. But, um, but I do like food. I, I love food. I mean, I love all different kinds of vegetables. I mean, there's so much variety. I mean, there's so much more to eat than meat. So yeah, I, I, but um, I guess I'm a little bit choosy. <laughs> How about you? I am a very foodie, you know. <laughs> oh, in a Pakistani culture, we love to eat spicy food. Mm. Like, you know, biryani, rice. You know, it, it, this rice thing is like a biryani. And we are putting some vegetables as well as some chicken, you know. Mm. I think you are boycotting the things, but... <laughs> Uh, chicken so uh, and lived humanely if you saw the chicken farms here in america i don't think you want to eat the chicken either but you know uh, th there's a big difference between the chicken uh, raised on a, 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 a humane farm in a proper manner and and eating that mm -hmm. chicken as opposed to a factory raised chicken that doesn't even have the opportunity to move around it's like raised in its own feces i mean you you you, you have to watch all the videos and I mean, I went to a cow farm and it was just unbelievable. I mean, these cows could barely move and the smell was so terrible that I could barely film it. I have a very short clip of it in my in my, my series on, a, on the green places. But it was hard. But and I and I live next to a cow farm where there's plenty of cows and they're free range and you can't smell them at all. <laughs> you know they could sneak up right behind you and you would, you couldn't tell because they have so much land. So definitely, I think that we could avoid. I think that the earth can sequester their waste if we we treat it properly. In fact, that's the fertilizer <laughs> it makes plants grow. So I think just keeping the cows and the animals in such small cages that's also been something that I've been passionate against and that's mainly why I, I would boycott meat not not because I don't think that human beings should eat it but just because I don't I don't want to support that I think your microphone is off sorry uh, it's time. It's time for the message because you are from California. I'm from Pakistan, and this so this streamyard is allowing us to chat chat. Become it's just like very easy. I'm, it's just like same. I'm sitting front of you, and we are talking to each other. Yes. So I'm just requesting to you any message from my audience who's are watching this video. Any message from your fellows who's are. Uh, from Pakistan, who's are from New Jersey, who's are from the, you know, uh, from any other country, Sydney or the United States. So please, any message from them. Okay. Please say something. <laughs> 
to, uh, to them or from uh, i'm sorry yeah to them any message to oh. them oh you are you're just oh yeah i i, I you know I, I love my friends and i wish i could talk to them more frequently i'm bummed out that this coronavirus is preventing me from being able to travel and see everybody and be able to spend time with my friends but hopefully we could spend more time online together and utilize technology more to to chat so to all my friends you know that want to chat i, I I'm open. I, I'm not always available. I'm not going to be able to chat with everybody, but I'm open to chat. And uh, it was really wonderful to chat with you. It's wonderful to to connect, you know, from from uh, across the world, uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, literally, almost on the opposite side of the planet. <laughs> so it's pretty amazing. Thank you for for having me. Thanks to you for your time, for sharing your views with us, for guiding us about the environment, about uh, the things we need to do for our environment, for our earth. So take care. God bless you. Bye. You too. God bless you. Good night. Bye. Well, good good morning to you. <laughs> good night to me. Oh, good morning from me and good night. <laughs> good night to you. And good morning to you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Have a sweet dream. <laughs> thank you, everyone. Thank you for watching this video and showing your interest through messages, comments, and emojis. So take care. God bless you. Please share this video in different groups. This interview series is sponsored by Rehan Foundation and Institute of Peace. Bye. Take care. Have a good day.